Welcome to this week's episode of The Liminal Lands, entitled The Hide Behind. Before this episode begins, I need to give a quick shout-out to new patron and new co-producer, Brian, who is 20% agro-pelter. Brian, thank you so much, and welcome to the family. Now, enjoy the show. Oh, and stay tuned to hear who won the t-shirt giveaway. Okay, hypothetical future listeners. I'm not seeing things. No, wait. I am seeing things, but I think you know what I mean. The things I'm seeing are are real, not imaginary. I might have miscounted to start with, but now I don't even think so. The light in the sky is finally gone, and the top of the forest now just blends into the darkness. There's no light from the moon, so I can't make anything out anymore. When the light fades here, it fades fast. But I know I counted nine shadows stretching above the forest. And I know that number was eight. So I'm fairly certain that it was actually seven before that. I don't know what they could be. I can't think of anything that could create a silhouette large enough to look like a giant tree that isn't actually a giant tree. And as far as I know, trees don't have a habit of sitting down for a rest and then standing back up later or of growing to a hundred feet tall in moments. So the facts are, something wasn't there, then it was. Likely two somethings. And now what little light there was is gone, and I can't even look at those somethings anymore, which is kind of a mixed blessing. I don't have to look at them anymore, which is good, but without being able to see them, I'm just imagining them getting closer and closer just like the shadows. The only light left is the light from my fire, and it doesn't reach very far. The shadows have crept closer and closer as the light has died, and now they basically stand at the mouth of the cave. I cannot shake the feeling, the feeling that all of the shadows are staring at me. Have you heard or read that oldish creepypasta story about a hunter who's lost in the woods? He finds an abandoned shack to spend the night in, but when he gets in there, it's filled with portraits of angry faces staring down at him. After a night of restless sleep in this shack with all these creepy portraits, he wakes up the next morning to find there are no portraits, only windows. I feel like that right now. There's an old episode of the original Star Trek where Kirk was alone on the ship. I I know I'm getting nerdy, but Kirk's alone. And he would occasionally see faces staring at him through the windows. It absolutely terrified me as a kid. I've always been scared of windows. Even now, full grown, I don't like looking out windows at night. It takes a Herculean effort to make myself do so. And earlier, I likened looking out of the cave to looking at a picture frame. But really, it's starting to feel more like a window right now. I mean... You might be thinking the fire should give me more visibility. But, if so, you've never sat around one on a moonless night. Being next to a fire severely limits how far you can see. As you get up and walk away from it, you can still see. You can walk about five feet away and still kind of see your surroundings. You can look back and see the fire and everyone around it. You can look down and see yourself and around you. But to everyone still sitting by that fire, 
You've disappeared into the Stygian darkness. Wait. Stygian means darkness. Jesus, that's a tautology if I ever heard one. You can tell how shook I am. I basically just said, you disappeared into the dark dark. I'm just... Shit, I'm scared. Just about as scared as I've been since coming here. And that includes when I honestly thought I was about to be killed and eaten. I've tried to calm myself down. Maybe come up with some kind of explanation. And I actually, I've got a good one. Or, if not necessarily a good one, one that I actually could make myself believe. See, they can't explain this place to me as a sort of shadow of the real world. Things that happen back home have an effect here. Like they're being a copy of my hometown. None of that stuff, my house, the streets, nothing was built here. So like things have to, I don't know, pop into existence here. Things sort of exist in both places, but most change happens in the real world. And then somehow this world changes. But he said it isn't just my world. There's another darker world that these liminal lands are also a shadow of. This place changes and shifts. If it was just a shadow of my world, this would probably be some sort of town right now. I don't know that, but I feel like it's probably right. So, like, these lands are mutable and changes based on what happens in both worlds. Home and whatever this other darker world is. Maybe it's just something like that. Those trees exist in one of the worlds on either side, and the liminal lands are just kind of shifting to better emulate that. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe those are the shadows of some giant cranes they parked in the woods overnight while doing logging. And after they sat there long enough, they finally showed up as shades over here. Or, or maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. I don't know how things work here. The cat said something about stuff actually existing in both here and home at the same time. Which is why stuff like the willow bark works or the sassafras tea is palatable, while stuff like gasoline has little effect. The willow and the sassafras are kind of existing in both places. They aren't shades of something, they're real and they exist in both places simultaneously. But hell, who knows if that old coot even knows what he's talking about. <sighs> Shit. There's no guarantee he understands how this place works any more than I do. You don't have to understand how a place works to live there. I mean, I know nothing about weather systems and cold air fronts and shit like that, but I know to head to the storm shelter if somebody tells me there's gonna be a tornado. I'm babbling. I'm trying to distract myself. I just can't shake this feeling. This terrible feeling that there's hundreds of something just outside the cave, staring in at me, invisible, just standing outside of the reach of the light from the fire, staring back in at me, waiting on me to go to sleep or hell, just look away to come get me, to drag me into the dark with them, never to see the light again. I'm exhausted, but I'm not sure if I dare close my eyes longer than I blink.
And you know, this silence isn't helping. At this point, one of those bull roars making a racket would be welcome. Why is it so damn quiet? My eyes are getting heavy, and still, it terrifies me every time I have a blink that lasts a little too long. I jerk up in a panic. I just, I don't think I can do this. I'm gonna give myself cardiac arrest. I think I have to admit to myself that I'm not gonna be getting any sleep tonight. When your mind gets on a roll, it's hard to stop it. Because now, all I can think about is a story I was told as a kid. Something that terrified me. Something I haven't thought of in years. Have you ever heard of the hide behind? I can't remember where I heard it, if I read it somewhere, if I learned about it in school. But it's something I wish I hadn't ever learned about. The hide behind is a creature from folklore. Kind of like the, uh, whatchamacallit, the chupa thingy. Chupacabra. Or... Ozark Howlers, or Grunches if you're from New Orleans, or the Jackalope. And its name pretty much tells you all you need to know. The hide behind is a fast, shadowy creature that stalks its prey, but anytime you go to look at it, it quickly hides behind something, a tree or whatever. It would apparently use its ability to get close enough to you then grab you and drag you off and eat you, or, you know, whatever it did. I used to love hunting with my father, but after hearing that story, every time I went out into the woods with him, I just knew a hide behind was going to get us. Every noise I heard, every shadow I saw out of the corner of my eye was a hide behind. It literally had me jumping at shadows. But now, just as then, I, I can't help it. So, I'm just going to give up. I'm admitting it. I'm too terrified to sleep. But if I sit here and do nothing, I'm just going to freak myself out every time I almost go to sleep. It may be silly, but it is what it is. got to do something. got to keep myself awake and hopefully keep my mind busy so I don't freak myself out any more than I already am. I feel like a kid. But... I've got a couple of things I want to do. First, I want to test out my fire bundle, see if this is going to work. Bear with me for just a second. Come on. Okay, so I've got the coal in there, and the moss is smoldering but not flaming. That's good. Now that really doesn't tell me if this will actually work like I want it to. The only way to tell that is to just see if it stays smoldering for hours and hours, if it doesn't burn up too quick. Basically, there's no real way to see if it's going to last except just wait and see. But I also need to know if I can take this smoldering moss and turn it into a fire. It would do me absolutely zero good, even if this was the world's best fire bundle, if I can't actually build a fire with it. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to move about 20 paces deeper towards the back of this cave and attempt to start a fire for my fire bundle. 
that's going to move me a little bit further away from the opening of the cave, which is, you know, creeping me out right now. It's also going to give me a little bit more light, which will maybe help me get to feeling a little less spooked. And it keeps me awake. All excused by me testing something out that absolutely needs to be tested anyways. A very convenient excuse, wouldn't you say? I've laid out my original fire so that it should burn for a while without needing me to feed it. It's a trick I learned at deer camp for when you're wanting to have some coals left over in the morning to cook with, but you don't want to wake up all night long to feed it. I usually use the teepee method when building my fires. It's how I'm going to try and build this one, actually. But you can lay the wood out where the logs are laying on top of each other in an incline, and when one burns down, the next one will just kind of roll down and take its place, just feeding itself. It's terrible for actually dispersing the heat, but that isn't the point of it. I've moved all of the rest of my wood further back, along with all of my stuff. Got it here further in the cave with me. Now, I'm not going to make y'all listen while I struggle to start this fire. <laughs> I reckon y'all have heard me do that enough already. I'll be back. Okay, as you can hear, probably, I was successful. The fire bundle worked just fine, and I have my second fire going well. I was actually able to get it going pretty easy. I do feel a bit better though, with a bit more light in this cave and a bit further away from the opening. But you know, I still can't see the back of this cave. This cave is really deep. I was going through my backpack and I found that bottled light that the cat gave me. It's got a faint glow to it. Honestly, I'd forgotten all about it. It's just some kind of chemical in a nickel nip wax bottle. Probably radioactive or something and I'm giving myself cancer. The glow isn't really much more than like one of those light up watches. It's supposed to get really bright when I open it, but who knows? I wouldn't trust my life on it working. But it is glowing enough, I'm gonna take it and just kind of look a little further back in this cave. You know, it's funny. Earlier, if you had told me I'd be scared of the dark outside and not the dark at the back of the cave, I'd have thought you were insane. <clears throat> but it's true. I'm just curious now. How deep does this cave go? You know, caves have always creeped me out a little. Like, I'm just a little claustrophobic, and caves can get small. I don't know how people can crawl through passages so tight it presses in on their backs and chests at the same time. I think those people have to be at least a little insane. Holy hell, this cave is deep. I'm actually getting far enough away from the fire, it's kind of getting hard to see, even with this little bottled light of the cats. Can't even really see the ground at this point. But this thing should at least keep me from walking into the wall and breaking my nose. <laughs> that actually reminds me. You wanna hear a joke? You wanna know what the definition of disappointment is? Walking into a wall with an <laughs>
a lonesome railroad line But I can't forget that sweet little girl Who sleeps in the pines and the pines Hey guys, thanks for listening. The winner of my t-shirt, 50K giveaway, was Jamie Henderson. Jamie, congratulations. I'll be getting that out to you very, very soon. If you enjoy the show and want to support me, go to patreon.com slash liminallands and consider becoming a patron where you can get things like ad-free and bonus episodes and other neat things. Any support at all is greatly appreciated. Another way of helping me out is leaving me a like or a review wherever you listen to your podcast. To those of you that already have, thank you. It really does mean a lot to me. Every single one is hugely appreciated. And it really does help me out more than you know in trying to grow the show. This week, I'm listening to the Pantaloon Society. And I'm not going to tell you anything more about it than the name this time. Because I don't want to spoil anything about it. This is one you just got to check out. Until next time, beware of doorways. Hey guys, this episode of the Liminal Lands is sponsored by Happy Hippo Herbals. And that's pretty exciting to me because I can honestly say without their products, the Liminal Lands wouldn't exist as a show. Right now, if you use my discount code, you can get 15% off your order. There's going to be a link you can click on in the show notes. And along with that link, there's also another link you can check out that's specifically about Happy Hippo Herbals themselves and why you should choose them over some of their competitors. It's pretty eye-opening stuff, guys, and you definitely need to check it out. Now, enjoy the show.